following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And the NFL season is stronger than ever before. And right now, new customers can bet $5 on any game this week and score $200 instantly in bonus bets. All you have to do is use code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only show willing to tell like it is. We're all about huge opinions, big name guests, Superfly Hayes. He is our executive producer, a busy man. Hammer and Hank Hayes had tears rolling down his cheeks when he looked up at the Ford Field scoreboard and the Lions were victorious 42-24 over Carolina. That score is misleading. They rocked them when it mattered, blew them out of the water. Lions now head to Tampa on Sunday, 425 p.m. kickoff. You know, the Cowboys get embarrassed last night, and I know the Eagles won. Lions are the third best team in the NFC. I guess they're playing Tampa for that on Sunday. They just, all these injuries, which next man up. Mosley goes out after two plays. Next man up. They lost CJ earlier in the season. Next man up. No Branch. Next man up. No St. Brown. Next man up. No Gibbs. Next man up. I'm telling you, and I said it all summer to those of you that listen to me, which, you know, is a good 0.8% of you, that their depth is unlike any other Lions roster I've ever seen. And Hammer and Hank had those tears flowing and Superfly and his uncle from the thumb and Magic Man were all there. And he goes, Paul, because he still says Paul like it's Little House on the Prairie. Paul, why are you crying? He says, because Huge was right. They all gathered in a hug. And they were leaving Ford Field. Chanting, Huge is right. Huge is right. Then all of a sudden, everybody lined up like cattle on their way to a beef house in Nebraska. Huge is right. Huge is right. Brett FaceTime me. I saw it pop up. Said FaceTime. Superfly. And he looked at me. I'm trying to get the audio. Be able to transfer over. You were right. First time he's ever said that in over five years. First time. Doesn't it feel good on Monday, Sunday nights when the Lions are winning, doesn't it? 
Can you feel it? Mm. And then Michigan, I just saw on CBS Sports, top 133 plus one. They have went past Georgia as the top team in college football in America. It was a pedestrian butt-kicking of Minnesota, kind of like the Lions. You never thought there was any chance they would lose going in or during the game. And the Michigan depth and the Michigan defense and the speed to the ball and J.J. McCarthy still throwing John Elway like rockets too much. But that's on the road at Nebraska, at Minnesota. And I know I'm getting some fans who hate Michigan who are coming back at me when I said that's big boy football, what they've done the last two weeks in Lincoln and Minneapolis. Big boy football. It's what you see Alabama do on the road. It's what you see Georgia do on the road. I'm not ready to put Michigan in front of Georgia, and I'm talking about Alabama back in the day. Man, when you go on the road and you silence the crowd, I don't care if it's a bad team or good team because we've seen Ohio State struggle on the road a lot in the Big Ten. And we've seen Michigan in previous years, beyond the last two championship seasons, struggle on the road. Championship teams take care of business and put the other team out of the game in a hurry. Think about that. What is that? What's that number? Is it 97, 17? Is that it? The last two weeks? Am I right on that? Mm. So now you look at their schedule. Indiana this week. Then Michigan, Michigan State. I, my God, you're hearing on the secondary ticket market that all the Spartan fans are selling their tickets, that that could be a sea of maize and blue and green and white country. Superfly came up to me before the show started. He said, hey, I'm hearing everyone I know that has Michigan State tickets are selling them because they're getting big money. Please, huge, tell me. It isn't so. I go, kid. I think that might be 80% Michigan fans in Spartan Stadium. Superfly went, really? I go, yeah. He goes, what can we do? There's nothing. There comes a point when you're in a sports war that as you look over the hill and you see the enemy coming, you cannot stop them. You open your gates and you say, welcome. And then Michigan State fans are coming at me like I'm biased. Really? So is CBS Sports biased for putting Michigan at number one ahead of Georgia? No, but I'm the only biased guy. Doesn't bother me. You may hear a occasional Costanza-like pitch from the legendary TV show Seinfeld. I would be lying if it totally doesn't bother me. But with you, my wonderful audience, I'll try and be strong and say, it really doesn't matter. But when you kind of hear that, you can hear my teeth clenching together. No, I'm okay. Really? And I'm like at the Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern, Grand Rapids Catholic Central game. I met a lot of Michigan State fans from Grand Rapids Catholic Central where my son Ace and his team, a valiant effort in the first half. 
They stayed in the game because they were just pounding the football, pushing Catholic around. Only trailed by seven, and then the third quarter was straight out of what could go wrong, did go wrong, pouring rain. It went from, hey, man, we're with one of the toughest programs in America, and we're at home, and we're getting the ball to start the second half. We only lost to three or by three to Grand Rapids South Christian. This is the same M.O. We're going to be in this game. And then the third quarter from hell happened. That was it. What could go wrong did go wrong. Key penalty, sack, had to throw the ball, block punt, touchdown pass. And I will tell you, when your kids are playing in games where it's bad weather, you don't feel the weather until you're starting to get murdered. I can't feel my toe. Touchdown, Catholic Central. I can't feel two fingers. Touchdown, Catholic Central. Dixon, that running back. Oh, my Lord. He, he, and some are like, oh, he's not the best ever in high school, man. I said, he's one, one of the best I've ever seen from Grand Rapids Catholic Central. And then once we're down big, we're out of our game. So you got to go against all your strengths, try and throw the football around, 49-14 final, outscored 28. Actually, they we had made it 14-14. First half, seriously. Grand Rapids Catholic Central fans were quiet. I know a lot of people are like, man, your lines offensively and defensively are just getting after you. Your running backs are tough. It was in the trenches football. Well, when you're behind, it just... Say, it, It was the first and second half. As I told the players and coaches, I said this. You have a blueprint on how you can hang with the greatest teams in the first half, and in the second half, you have the blueprint on what you can't do. People are like, are you calling out your own son's team? Take it for what it is. I tell it like it is. Some people can't handle it. You can handle the truth. Coaches are good coaches. We have a ton of talent. How do you hang around with a great team like that? Pouring rain, too. Just God awful. The whole night coming in, the weather, you know, cheerleading teams in a canoe. Band had two kids that needed to be resuscitated with CPR because they were drowning from water coming in their tubas. It wasn't the greatest senior night. That band's just playing. Water's coming down like there's a helicopter like for a Colorado fire with a bucket just unleashing it. Hey, isn't high school sports or any sport the Lions learning how to win, right? Look at last night. Michigan learning how to not allow a team to get into the game at all on the road. Nebraska, Minnesota, it's pretty simple in sports. And we had a fabulous first half. You know what? We played the number one team in the state or close to it. Freeland might be one in Division Four in Grand Abbott South Christian. Great team, great program. Todd Colster, one of the best high school coaches I've ever seen. Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Six out of the eight quarters were there. Problem is... In about a six-minute period, 
Boom. But your kids have to learn, right? My son's a junior. You got to learn. You don't want that. Your coaches, you got to learn. You got to play your best guys. You do. High school sports aren't about participation. I do. That does bother me where I see that happening a lot lately. Well, we're going to play as many kids as we can. Or coaches at other schools are told, well, you need to play all your players, and they just walk. That's not a lesson. You got to earn being on the field, you got to earn a spot. So, besides that, the Grand Rapids Catholic Central second half hasn't bothered me at all. I'm, I'm good with it. I'm fine. It is high school sports. I'm extremely proud of my son. I am. And, and, the, and his teammates. They, that first half, that first six minutes of the second half when they're driving, they played their butts off. And then it unraveled. And it just really unraveled like quick. I mean, my God, I started to ask the school, is there any way you guys can do an open bar? You know, they're five and two. I have to tell the parents you can't win every game. But when I become the parent and the voice of reason, I walk away from those meetings saying, how in the hell was I chosen to be the voice of reason? We have a lot of talent. We're still a work in progress. We did lose our stud QB who decided to focus on baseball. More power to him. I think Superfly out of playoff points, we're still like number 11 in the state in Division Four. So we're having a good year. It's just a, a game where it looked like at halftime you might have a chance. I didn't think we were going to win, but a chance where you might take this into the fourth quarter against one of the great teams in the state of Michigan. And you had it. That's all. I wish the coaches would let me give Post-game speeches. Could you imagine Superfly me giving post-game speeches in locker rooms? High school level? Oh, my God. It'd be like, say I'm coaching down at Kalamazoo High School, right? And I'm the coach, and it's post-game, and we blew a big lead and lost in the second half. I'd say, you know what, guys? It's not about the scoreboard. But I'd like all of you to turn your equipment in. You're done. I appreciate the effort. But, Coach, we're going to have nobody for the rest of the year. Chances are we'll be better with nobody on the field than we were in that second half. Uh, Bill, hello. This is HR. We want to talk to you about your speech to the team. Did you tell all of them to turn their equipment in? Yes, I did. Do you understand that you won't have a team? Yes, I do, but we still might have a better chance of winning. I can't, I could coach my kids, Superfly. I'm too competitive. It's nothing personal against anybody, anything, any sport, anywhere, any level. Lions, I've been through it all. I'm just too competitive. I expect greatness all the time, not mediocrity. And then someone said, do you look in the mirror? (laughs) I just, I'm too, and I tried to, I told the story when I coached my kids in a three-on-three indoor mini soccer tournament 
when they were like seven and eight. And I don't know how it spiraled this way, but it went from legend kicking me in the shins because I took him out in the final two minutes. When the other coach scored the tie and goal, he goes, that's huge. That's a huge goal. And I'm like, dude, we need to go to the parking lot right now. We need to go to the parking lot. Yep. We need to go to the parking lot. Oh, my gosh. That way, I've never coached any of my kids. I swear to God. After that, I never, not, I, and I'm not the crazy parent. I do speak my mind about how my kids are coached, and I'll speak my mind about effort with my own children, not other kids. I don't comment on other kids to their face or behind their back. But I, I do speak my mind. That's what I, I do for a living, and I do in person. Oh, it, it, was, it was such a good buildup. It's what is really good about high school sports. All of you know it. it, it players, coaches, uh, parents, uncles, aunts, grandparents, you know that the lead-up, the buildup is so, it's such a cool part of it. And, and our program has gotten to a point, and like anything, you say, okay, what's that next hump? How do you get over winning those big games? And I've seen Coach Swander when the COVID year was there. We went all the way to the quarterfinals, led Cadillac. Cadillac went to the state championship, and we really became a different team in the playoffs. It was the most unbelievable season I've ever had connected to sports, doing those games on the internet with Bobby Mitchell, the former Grand Valley tight end. His brother Pete played with Jacksonville out of Boston College, Birmingham Brother Rice. Funnest year I ever had. And they were really an average team during the year. I thought they're going to get blown out. Me and Bobby did in their first playoff game, and they won three in a row. Beat Allendale, Spring Lake, and Whitehall all on the road. Led Cadillac 21 7, and, and that didn't play that game until like the third week of January because that was COVID year. And lost it. I had just... High school sports, I'll say this. All of you know this. Who have coached, who still coach, who have played, who currently are playing. One mistake, can the game can be over. I know that can happen in any sport, but usually college pros, they can find a way to recover. In high school, you make a mistake, and it just, boom. The game can flip in a hurry. But I do love high school sports, and you know that. That's why we bring Mark Ewell, executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, in studio. And I do love our coaching staff at FHE. I respect Todd Colster. I love Whitney Bell in Caledonia. They're going through injury issues, and they're, these kids fight through it. I see what my son and other kids do to play with some pain, and I just admire the hell out of him for what he does. And yeah, the coaches aren't perfect. The players aren't perfect. The nights aren't always beautiful, sunny, 80-ish, pouring rain, and they find a way through the elements. And it's halftime in a big game, and they're there. And then it, boom, just hits you in the third quarter. But I love high school sports. I really do. I think football, football and basketball stand apart because there's – and especially football, there's a physical element that maybe in wrestling you get, and a little bit in hockey or lacrosse. But football, there are a lot of kids that have to play through pain. 
There are a lot of kids who are nicked up, banged up, and, and the life lesson through football is the toughness. It, it just is. And it's nothing against any other high school sport. It, it's not. There, there's a side of it that, you know, you get nine regular season shots. You hope you make the playoffs. You hope you have a playoff run. It's not, you know, there's no off-season club where you're going to play 20 more games that year. There's, there's something because of Friday night, it's so big. It feels big. And when you get a big game. And, man, that first half and how we countered and just, it was beautiful. It was surreal. And then the second half was, let's give Grand Rapids Catholic Central credit. My God, they're just a powerhouse program. But, as you can tell, I'm over it. It was awesome to watch Michigan with Russ and the crew and how good they looked. And just a great Saturday of college football where Ohio State, if Maryland took care of business early, they could have put Ohio State and that crowd out of the game. They didn't do it. It's like Eminem at the Lions game. Yeah, go ahead, Chiefs. You got Taylor Swift. We got Eminem. And the Lions are going to get more than one shot. They are. I love that guy. I do. No one did my movie, 13 Mile in Sparta. They did 8 Mile for Eminem. I know I was working with a deal to take me back to my day when I first started rapping on 13 Mile in Sparta. Apple farmers would chuck apples at me because I'd be rapping. Trying to pick apples while I'm rapping. Like I'm picking... And it's chinking. That's finger licking. <laughs> I don't know how the movie never got made. <laughs> I have no idea. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com will join us coming up next. We'll get his thoughts on Michigan's domination. In Minneapolis. Also, Jeff Risden from Lions Wire and Draft Wire. He is one of our Lions NFL insiders. We'll break down the Carolina game, talk about the Lions injuries, the coaches, Campbell's post game speech, look ahead to the matchup with 3 and 1 Tampa on Sunday. You got Packers tonight against the Raiders in Vegas, NFC North. Man, need the Packers to lose. Chiefs beat the Vikings. Lions could have this put away like by the bye week. So a lot to get to. Uh, if you have a Lions comment or question, our huge question of the day is always the good and bad. So good and bad for Michigan's win over Minnesota, crushing them. I don't know if there's any bad. And the Lions, I again, losing Mosley, another injury might be the only bad. You can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. 
From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. And now to the chopper for our traffic report. There's a lot of traffic. It must be headed to Meyer for the buy five, save five dollars sale. Shop Deli Fresher Carving Board Lunch Meat, General Mills Family Size Cereal, and Pepperidge Farm Goldfish. All buy five, save five dollars. Mix or match at Meyer. <laughs> okay. Deals so good, you've just got to talk about them. Meyer exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for my good friend, Matt Golden. Now, he's a CEO and GM at the Tullymore Golf Resort. They're in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids. And fall golf is here, and they have some huge deals you can take advantage of on stay-and-play packages, tee times, and more. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That is TullymoreGolf.com. Also, if you want to book a Christmas party for the holidays, you want to squeeze in a business meeting, with some golf and great food and beverages. Matt Golden and his team can take care of you right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're also booking big groups who want stay and play packages, or maybe you just want to look ahead to the perfect weekend in 2024. Remember, Tullymore is less than an hour north of GR in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Book your stay and play package or get more info now at TullymoreGolf.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's pumpkin coin toss, and you can carve out wicked premium play prizes up to three grand. There are drawings every Friday in October from 5 to 11 p.m., and two lucky guests every hour toss to win up to $3,000 premium play. Be there for pumpkin coin toss, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for my good friends at Urban U. They are Michigan's number one med spa. They provide services to men and women in the greater Grand Rapids and Detroit metro areas. Also, their laser services are very important and essential for men and women as you age. And no matter what you're doing during the summer, whether it's sports, whether it's just hanging out on the dock or on the beach, laser can knock out signs of aging. Laser improves sun damage, wrinkles, and skin texture with little to no downtime. And also during the month of October, you can save $250 on laser by booking with Urban U. Go to theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. Rivalry week is next week. On the Huge Show of the Michigan Sports Network, we're going to kick it off with our annual Huge Rivalry Cup where two-person Michigan and Michigan State teams square off against each other in a Ryder Cup-like format. Three nine-hole matches, alternate shot, scramble, best ball. I get word that the North Kent Golf Club and the Alpine Golf Club now Superfly 
are purchasing a trophy where the winning team will be engraved and it will stay and rotate between the North Kent Golf Club in Rockford and the Alpine Golf Club on the northwest side of GR. Nick Lipinski and the family, Eric Schwab is GM. Nick also owns the Arrowhead Golf Club in Cairo. For those of you listening on 100.9 FM or Sports Extra 1330 in the thumb. So if you want to get your two-person team in, we have 18 foursomes. So 36 MSU, 36 Michigan or Michigan golfers at North Kent on an 8 a.m. shotgun on Monday. The 12 noon shotgun at Alpine also have 36 twosomes for Michigan State, 36 for Michigan. Lunch is included. Uh, we're going to draw if we don't max out at the 144 golfers, but we're pretty close. Just go to at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show. On Facebook, you'll see the pinned post and the pinned tweet. You have to be 21 and up. You just have to buy your own beverages. Lunch, like I said, is included. Some great prizes for the Grand Rapids Gold and also the Grand Rapids Griffins. It's going to be a pretty cool day. Weather says 56 and sunny. So is it kind of similar to what we have today? Maybe even a little bit warmer. So be a part of the huge rivalry cup. And thanks to Nick and Eric getting a trophy. It's going to rotate between golf courses every year, that's fantastic. It is. So two-person teams. It's really a cool golf event because how many times you get to play in an alternate shot? So go to the pin tweet, at Huge Show or The Huge Show on Facebook, and we'll finalize all the teams by tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. The Michigan insider standing by after his private jet took him to and from uh, the Michigan game in Minneapolis. How you doing, Chris? Doing great, Bill. Thanks, brother. Hey, you know what? I did see CBSSports.com move Michigan in front of Georgia in their uh, 133 uh, poll that they rank all the D1 schools every week, and they move Michigan in front. And I'm going to tell you why. If you look at man, I know Georgia hammered uh, Kentucky, who I thought was overranked at home, but... What Michigan has done on the road, and please, I don't need people to tell me, hey, it's Nebraska, it's Minnesota. How they've looked on the road in two of the tougher places to play and the domination tells me uh, they're in that group to win it all. Yeah, I'm there with you, Bill. I'll be honest with you. And uh, when P.J. Fleck, uh, here's a guy that, uh, you know, he's complimentary, but he's not over-complimentary when he says this is the – the best team that he has faced and seen in his 11 years as a head coach, then I think you, you listen and you look and, and look for the weaknesses on this team, and there really aren't any. And it's funny, they're not running the ball like they have the last couple of years. And what Jim Harbaugh said about that, he said, you know, we shouldn't be expected to do that every year. That's kind of an anomaly when you can, when you're ripping off 50, 60 yard touchdown runs all the time. He said, that's, that's unbelievable. And it's not going to, you're not going to sustain that. And teams are going to play to take that away. And it's how you adjust. And what we're seeing now, is more play action with J.J. McCarthy. We're seeing more passes on first and second down when teams do sell out to stop the run. You're seeing elite tight end play from Colston Loveland. You're seeing the receivers step up. Roman Wilson is a legit number one guy now. He's not the biggest guy, but you can see with his speed what he's capable of doing. And then that defense is just absolutely smothering with Mason Graham back in there with one hand. Literally one of the best Michigan defensive tackles I have ever seen and he's only halfway through his sophomore year. I don't think that's hyperbole, and I think a lot of people who have played football at Michigan, and I know, 
would agree with me. This kid's a monster. So they play so well together, though, Bill, and that's the thing. A lot of teams have athletes and a lot of athletes, but the way that they are smothering teams with their defense and playing such good team defense and offense, uh, there is really a lot to like about this Michigan team going forward and potentially competing for a national championship. Yeah, what I've said all along uh, this year watching them, and again, not judging the first basically college preseason games, the first three games, that their speed to the ball, and I'm talking passes, uh, guys turning the corner, speed to the ball is the, is the best I've seen. It, it really is. It's the best I've seen. Yep. Yeah, and they're relentless. And they've got guys, you know, you take out a guy like Rod Moore, who's basically a shell of himself this year because he's been trying to play through injury. And you throw a sophomore in there and Keon Sab, who makes an incredible catch on an interception. When you have safeties that can catch the ball like that for a pick six, uh, you know you're doing something right and, and recruiting the right guys. And he's been in great position. You got a, a quarterback back there in, in Mike Sainer still directing traffic. That's just a perfect mix where, uh, you know, if a guy is slow to the ball or isn't reacting like they, they think he should be, they call him out and say, that's not what we're doing here at Michigan. But you're not seeing that. You're seeing all guys hustling to the ball. You know, three or four or five years ago, you had guys that, you know, you could see taking plays off and uh, even in the big games and you're thinking, you know, that's just not Michigan football. And that's probably why they're not getting over the hump. But there are so many guys here. Jalen Harrell, Braden McGregor, I don't think showed up on the stat sheet except for knocking a few passes down. Well, he knocked down three that might have been completed passes. Uh, Mike Elston's done such a great job with that defensive line and getting those guys to throw their hands up that everybody's con- contributing in some way. So now the offensive line's starting to get it together with Ladarius Henderson at left tackle. Had a much better game in pass protection. And uh, yeah, I'll say this, Minnesota's offensive line, they opened some holes early, but Michigan adjusted and and made some great adjustments at halftime. I don't think a team still has scored in the third quarter on them. So you add that all up, Bill, and you've got a team that's going to be really formidable. And you're looking at the schedule and you're saying, okay, yeah, you know, you could lose any game. They're not going to lose Indiana. I'm hearing that, you know, it could be a pro Michigan house at Spartan Stadium for that night game a week from Saturday in East Lansing. My Lord. Yeah, there are a lot of tickets available. And I know on our message boards and around the internet, Michigan fans are banding together to, to buy up as many as they can. And I think if Michigan State loses at Rutgers, uh, maybe the floodgates open there. And we saw a huge contingent a few years ago in that 3-9 and nine Michigan State season where you couldn't tell when somebody scored a touchdown if you were outside the stadium, whether it was Michigan or Michigan State. So I think that's the goal for a lot of these Michigan fans to take that over. But the way they're playing on the road, that's the thing. Uh, these guys really take it personally when they go on the road, and you can tell how much they, they really soak it in and they want to take over stadiums, and, and they've done that. It's just been... It's been fascinating to watch. They've almost played better on the road than they have at home. So, um, And, yeah, the schedule has been a disappointment. They're clearly making up for that next year, as we talked about last week when we broke the news uh, about who they were playing. So uh, we're not going to complain too much about that. But it's almost boring, you know, and this team really in the, in the early – and the early going bill was kind of going through the motions and they looked almost bored. Nebraska got their attention, I think, when a lot of people were talking about Nebraska's top run defense and how they would fare against it and really kind of got them motivated and juiced up. I think you're going to see their best from here on out. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us. Uh, flashback to we gave you credit and talked to Clayton, I think, from your crew, you were busy or something. On the day that the story broke about Harbaugh's 
New Deal sooner than later. And I, I just yeah. love Harbaugh, the tradition he's done to throw the postgame interview off to players. Uh, he's posing, doing selfies with the team. Uh, the dude just does it differently. Uh, I'm hoping that the you know, award manual, major boosters, President Ono, someone steps up before they lose him to the Chargers. Yeah, and what we reported on Friday was, I think, what John Bacon tweeted today, that they expect to get a deal done in a month to make him the highest-paid coach in the Big Ten. And I know some in the administration uh, really brought that up and uh, to President Santa Ono and said, look, man, there's no reason to wait here. Uh, this is our guy. Let's make him feel wanted and, and loved. I know that Ward Manuel, the athletic director, is on board with it now, too. And, and you know, he generally doesn't do contracts during the year, I think, is how it's been posed. But it's you know what there's just no reason to wait and I, I think I, I strongly believe I know that Jim loves coaching at Michigan I know that he loves being next to his parents uh, I would say this you know what if you if he were to say if he were to win a national championship here and then he were to say okay I want to go and try to win a Super Bowl now no Michigan fan should be upset with him this guy has gotten this program to the point where I'd say maybe a half step behind Georgia here you got to really win it all to legitimize yourself in that category but uh, then you should just wish him luck. But I think he wants to be here, and if you can get 10 more years out of Jim Harbaugh, the way this thing is humming right now, this is a well-oiled machine. This is as good as it's been probably since the 70s in terms of dominating teams you're supposed to dominate. What are they, like 23-1 and one in their last 24 Big Ten games? So you need to do everything in your power. And I wrote a column on this and went on a podcast and talked with my, my partner Doug Skeen about this. To get this guy to a deal and, and make him feel appreciated, sounds like the wheels are in motion there now, Bill, and that's going to get done. It's a no-brainer, man. It really, and Harbaugh yep. seems comfortable, relaxed. I'm looking at the assistants, you know, watching that game. I just marvel that what changed this was the right assistants in the right spot, and the culture can be overlooked. And I think you brought it up last week that in Nebraska, how these guys love each other. Karsh also on the show, the voice of Michigan football, being around them, that they enjoy uh, the road trips and together. And, man, you know, for as much as people say culture doesn't matter, it sure has the last three years with this rise to greatness with hardball and Michigan football. Yeah, four or five years ago, you had guys that were talking about sitting out seasons. In 2020, you had a bunch of guys sitting out the season, you know, saying, well, I'm going to protect myself, and uh, you don't win with guys like that. There was a guy, there was a five-star player on a bus who said, who you know, was talking to his mom, and his mom's like, remember, your first goal is to not get hurt out there. And I'm thinking, man, you don't win with guys like that. I don't care how highly rated you were or how elite you were in, in high school and what you bring to the table. Your first objective is to go out and win from Michigan and play your ass off, and and uh, and so now you've got a group of guys like that that are all pushing each other. And I credit guys like Ronnie Bell. I credit guys like Mike Hart coming in, and, uh, and when he made some hires, Ron Bellamy, guys that have played at Michigan. But then Ronnie Bell was one of those guys that said, "Hey, man, if you don't want to be here, we don't want you here. If you're even thinking about it, then you need to go." And and we saw some guys transfer out, and and that class and that group in 2021 really helped change the culture. And Cade McNamara was among them. I know people don't want to 
to hear it, but the guy, uh, for everything he's done since he left Michigan, you know what, uh, was really a big part of helping turn this thing around too. But it was those guys who really got it done. And now you're seeing that culture there. And I think Jim Harbaugh has gotten back to being a college coach again. And, uh, you know, he was a pro coach for a while, and I think he ran things the NFL way when he got here. And you could kind of tell it by some of the assistants he brought with him from the NFL. But now he's kind of back into that college mode that made him the elite coach that he was at Stanford. And uh, that version of Jim Harbaugh is really, really hard to beat. Chris, always appreciate the updates on Michigan football. We'll talk later in the week and get your prediction on the Hoosiers that not just a basketball school at the big house. Yeah, they are. And uh, we'll probably see that. But thanks, Bill. Love Way to rip the Hoosiers. Yeah, the movie just killed everybody's like uh, higher than life <laughs> look at that movie. I love the movie as long as they stick to hoops, Bill. This is not a football school. Never will be, probably. But uh, oh you know gosh. what? Tom Allen had him playing at a high level there for a while, but uh, it's over. Superfly was right. Ballas has changed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling it like it is, man. You know me. I know you, buddy. That's why I love you. We'll talk to you, Chris. Thanks, man. Take yeah, care. Yeah, I, I had to bring up that he broke the story because he called Brett and said, Hey, how come you put safety on when I broke the story? Well, we tried you. You were busy. You're coming off of COVID or like lockjaw, whatever you had. Take care of him. He's a good man. Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com. To the callers online, Michigan, we'll hear you next. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Ladies, let's go see some men. The show, Friday, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Come meet the men of your wicked dreams for an affordable night of laughs. And maybe some mischief. Oh the boys are back in town. Tickets for 18 plus, just $25. On sale now. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. 
Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. Remember, if you miss any huge opinion, interview, hour, or full show, our podcasts are free. And we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show. You can catch up and listen on your schedule. Also, across the state, wherever you live, wherever you're traveling, vacationing 19 stations strong for the radio station close to you or you can listen weekdays at three just go to the huge show.net there the live stream is free weekdays at three and on the iheart app just search the huge show to listen anywhere in the world big bad huge following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And the NFL season is stronger than ever before. And right now, new customers can bet $5 on any game this week and score $200 instantly in bonus bets. All you have to do is use code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is our number two on a Moneyline Monday. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We're going to welcome in Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire and the Draft Wire. You can follow both on Facebook and Twitter online. He's one of our Lions NFL insiders. Like I mentioned last hour, what a start to finish. I know there's some junk points at the end for Bryce Young and Carolina. But 42-24, it seemed to be an easy 42 points. Uh, everything was working. Uh, the Lions were down three key players, and they've shown this depth that keeps popping up. And when they get their frontliners all together, it's scary to think what this team could do. I will say after watching the Niners last night, and even the Eagles, that the Lions rode uh, to any movement 
uh, in the playoffs is going to be as much home field advantage as they can get. Uh, you're not going to go win at San Francisco, and maybe there's a better chance winning at Philly, but, man, the Niners look tough, so we'll talk about the NFC, the NFC North, the Lions with a three-game lead over the Vikings and the Bears. Hope the Packers lose tonight. I mean, maybe they'll start printing NFC North playoff tickets uh, before they get to the Tampa game on Sunday, which will be uh, the late afternoon game on Fox. If you have a Lions comment or question, our huge question of the day, uh, what was the good and bad you took uh, from that Lions victory? I'm trying to think of the bad. I really am. I know giving up 24, but like I said, some of that is junk. Uh, you can drop your comments on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Let's welcome in uh, Jeff Risden. Rizzy, we talked last week and most predicted an easy double-digit victory for the Lions. And then I was sharing some of your stories as, you know, through Friday into Saturday, early Sunday, that, you know, key players weren't going to be a part of this. And... The Lions still found a way with this next man up uh, to blow out Carolina. It was great. And, you know, one of the things that I liked about it, you brought it up, it was a stress-free day. Like, they got they got out 14 nothing, and there was never any inclination in my mind that they were going to lose that game. N- no chance at all. So a little little peek behind the veil of what we do as, as writers who cover the team, we like to try to pre-write as much of the post-game story as we can during the game. And most of the time with the Lions, that's been a difficult chore because you never know it could go one way or the other. I started writing my postgame report in the middle of the second quarter in this game. Totally confident that, the, that I wouldn't have to edit it much. I'm just, just filling some de- later details. They were just so much better and in control in all phases of the game. And that's, that's, that's our reality now. We don't have to worry about the team laying an egg against a bad football team. I think I think we all feel pretty good about that. And Carolina, that's that's a bad football team. Uh, they've got a bad quarterback. They've got bad receivers. They they they're bad offensive line, bad defensive line. Like they, that's not a good football team. And the Lions did what good teams do. They took care of a bad team easily, thoroughly, and like you said, they did it without Amon Ross St. Brown. They did it without. Jameer Gibbs. They did it without Brian Branch. It's like three of their ten most important players. Probably Gibbs isn't there yet, but he he could be. That's 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 a testament to how good the depth is on this team and how well that that they feed into the whole next man up mentality. You know, Dan Campbell and the coaches got their guys ready, and we got we got a great performance from Will Harris. Um, didn't didn't expect that. Got a got a great performance from Craig Reynolds late in the game. Didn't really expect that. Like they, they just brought guys in and they did their jobs and they did it very well. You could see the fresh legs for Reynolds coming in at the end. Oh, absolutely. Uh, how how important that was. You look at Montgomery, who quietly I think is the best pickup by the Lions uh, in the offseason draft and free agency. Uh, Golf uh, not hurting the team again. Interception free. Like I mentioned, I see 342 total yards, but I understand that uh, half of that was in the fourth quarter when Carolina scored 14 and the game was over. The most impressive thing that continues on this team that is starting to get some attention, Rizzy, is the rush defense. Oh, it's great. It's phenomenal. It's, it's one of the best we've ever seen from the Lions. They are the best in the league at stopping the run on first down. 
anybody who's ever played football or coached football or watched football knows how important it is. If you're putting that team, when they try to run the ball on first and ten, and it's second and eight, it's second and nine, you're winning as a defense because then you can dictate what they do. They can't run again on second and nine. If they do, they might get to third and seven. Uh, that That's so critical. And that that's one thing that, you know, Aaron Glenn has taken some grief, and I've, I've given it to him, you've given it to him, um, and a lot of it's been deserved. But the, the, the way that he has schemed up and and created the responsibilities that he has for the linebackers and the linemen and even the, the defensive backs in, in stopping the run on first down. It's a concerted effort, and they did a very good job at it. I'm not concerned at all about Carolina's big yardage at the end of the game. They got their last two scores. Both of those were officiating assisted, uh, especially the last one. That was that was crap. Alex Anzalone gets penalized because he hit Bryce Young and Bryce Young short. That's, that's the only reason that penalty happened. If Bryce Young is six feet tall, that's not a penalty because the shoulder pads not hitting his helmet. Well, they actually <laughs> said on Fox that illegal use of the helmet against Shorty. They said that. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it or maybe you weren't uh, watching, but I was. I, uh, You were just holding on. Uh, and Oh, yeah. And there was like the Lions, the game was out of hand, soft coverage. You know, Young looks really good uh, when – you know, nothing's on the line, and they weren't playing the straight-up defense. And just a you know, bottom line was you wanted to get the four and one, which they did, and you get Tampa, which is another pivotal road game. My lord, if they can go win at Tampa after winning at KC at Green Bay, that would be so big for this team. It's gonna because, be a heck of a game. Yeah, it is. And I and I mentioned that you know this season now. This is what's crazy. Even what you're saying about writing that story in the second quarter. This season is already about playoff positioning for the Lions, and we're we're five games in. But but look at it. Those you, you brought up the the Bears, the Vikings. They're both one and four. They don't look good. Green Bay. We handled them pretty easily in Green Bay. Like I'm not going to write them off yet because it's the Packers and they do have some talent. Well, Garoppolo is playing tonight. I'm I'm going with the Raiders to win that game just because if you're a Lions fan. You want it to happen, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they got a, they got a shot at that. Max Crosby is going to be a big, big problem for Green Bay. Uh, they couldn't stop Hutchinson. They couldn't stop Charles Harris. I dare say Max Crosby is. I want to say he's better than Hutchinson, but he's on that level. Is he better than T.J. Watt? By the Steelers' defense My was awesome God. yesterday against My, the Ravens, weren't they? That's uh, that was that was a crazy. The Steelers have won two games this year where that they had zero business of. They won a game against the Browns. Their they, defense won both of those games. They trailed the Browns by 10 at halftime, got one first down in the second half, and won the game by 10 points. That That's rare defense. Pickett had one good throw in that game and put him in the their, lead. Their, right? their offense and New England's offense are setting the NFL back. I mean, it's not even three yards. It's the last does. year for Belichick, isn't it? It sure seems that way. He's, but he has so much juice, I would think, with Kraft that he goes when he wants to. Oh, a hundred percent. But he, he's getting he's getting older. He's not a young man but anymore. If he, but if he's so bad the rest of this year, and they're able to get one of those elite quarterbacks, will he be rejuvenated? That's right. That's a good question. That's something that I'm sure they're talking about in in, uh, in Massachusetts today because uh, they they look bad. Uh, Bailey Zappi looks better than Mac Jones, by the way. Just just saying. 
Yeah, Bailey, I, I loved him in college at Western Kentucky, right? Yeah. yeah. He, he came up. I was at Michigan, the, the Michigan I was, State I was game. at that game. Oh, he was, he he was fantastic. Oh, God. He, that, Michigan, that was a game I said, this dude is an NFL. He almost is like a Brock Purdy type guy, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's uh, he's He's got a lot to, to like. He's, he's not very big, but he's... And all of us who were in East Lansing that day were like, that guy can play. And uh, he's showing a little bit. I mean, they, they're... They're rough, man. That that that's a bad. So I saw the graph this morning on whatever they call Twitter now. <laughs> X. They're they're dead last in both rushing offense and passing offense. That's pretty hard to do, and they did it after firing Matt Patricia. So Matt Patricia actually made their def, or their offense better than what Bill Belichick. Well, the is the New England crowd was that's chanting. Well. It was it was it was a thunderous, deafening roar. <laughs> Bring back Matt. Bring back back. We haven't we haven't had too much luck with Matts. No, with the Lions, have we? I mean, Matt St- Patricia, Matt Millen. Oh, who's the best Matt to ever? I mean, Stafford was good. Matt, Matt, well, he's Matthew. He was good. He wasn't great in Detroit. Okay, I don't want to go back down that road. Who was the guy that said <laughs> golf? Golf will lead him to a Super Bowl. No one wanted to listen. I took all those arrows. Oh my God! It's looking better. You were a little premature on that, but it's looking better now. I've been <laughs> premature all my life. I, from the day I was born, I've been <laughs> premature. Thank you, Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire Draft Wire, joining us in studio. It's a Moneyline Monday, presented by our friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now you can get in on the action tonight, Packers. And the Raiders, new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, can bet five bucks on tonight's game and score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And if you're already a DraftKings customer, uh, you're getting offers every game day this October. So get in on tonight's game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers will score that $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks on tonight's NFL Monday night matchup. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Back to the Lions. Dan Campbell's postgame speeches are going viral every week. Uh, God, you hear that guy, and you can understand why the players love him, why the front office ownership, why people covering uh, the Lions, the fans uh, love that guy. And, and I like his messaging right now. It's building up to there's something there if you guys keep bringing it, right? Right. But he's not... He's not anointing them. He's not crowning no, them. He's no. making them go you earn keep it hungry, still. work hard, all these different phrases he's putting into these post-game speeches like, hey, we're, we're, we're on a good path here. Yeah, And that's, that's – remember who he played for when he was an NFL player. He played for Bill Parcells. Parcells I, – I have, I, have, I have some questions about his overall effectiveness, but one of the things that his teams were known for – was they got progressively better as the year went on. You needed to get them early because you weren't going to get them late. And when they got into the postseason, 
when their quarterbacks were good, they won. And I, I think Dan Campbell sees carries a lot of that sort of same mindset. Like, don't get complacent. Don't get happy with where you're at. Keep hungry. Stay at it. And I think that's it's working very well. The message is definitely being received. And, and you're right, Huge. It's 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 so easy to to see why everybody likes Dan Campbell, from the players to his assistant coaches, who he empowers and trusts. And, and enables to do their job the way that they want to, giving them the best possible things that he can. That's, uh, you know, the, the, the concept of servant leadership, it permeates throughout this organization. It works. And it's the, the polar opposite of what we had before this regime. And that the, the, you, you can't watch this team and not think, my God, look how far we've come. Even even from you know the beginning of last year when, when we were what one and six at this time last year you and I had a conversation like we're gonna have to worry about is golf Dan- the future is Dan Campbell exactly the future, right is yeah. Aaron Glenn have a future in Detroit we were going down the list right and, and those were fair talking points at that time it seems crazy now but yeah we had to have those conversations because it wasn't working. Now, it, now it's working really, really well. We talked about how the fast start was so necessary, to, not to validate anything, but to really trigger what could be one of the best seasons we've ever seen from the Lions franchise. And here they are in the schedule now. This, this tells you when a team, I was looking at the schedule this morning at breakfast. There's not a game that doesn't look winnable based on the way they're playing and based yeah. on health. And even with the next man up mantra with this team. When I look at Reynolds and Laporta and Raymond and even Marvin Jones with a couple of catches and Montgomery out of the backfield with two, it's the next man up. You know, J-Mo had a few targets, uh, but, you know, he just, he's, he was a, you have to earn it. We talked about that last week. People were expecting, you know, these bombs and he's going to score uh, touchdowns and, you know, he had he'll, a, he'll he had get a he'll targets. get he'll get his shots. He 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 got he had no chance on the first catch that he had. Right. They lost two yards. The, the the defender darn near caught the ball. Uh, they they were keying on him. Yeah, three targets, two catches, but two yards. Yeah, the greatest um, two yards in Lions history. Pretty much. I will say this: he blocked fantastic, and that's that's you brought that up in one of your uh, post uh, post game yeah. uh, at Lions Wire. About hey, it, well, not a lot of yardage, not a lot of flash, but his blocking because he's so quick to get on somebody. He is, and he's tenacious. I mean, he's he's six two, a buck ninety, probably. Uh, he he might not weigh that much. He gets after you like he he's not going to back down on that. And, and Marvin, well, Nick Mar- Saban, your your wide receivers have to block. Amen. And uh, remember, he came from Ohio State. Ohio State receivers. Ohio State. They block. You get a hundred dollars per block. That wouldn't surprise that me. That was trestle money. You can take it to the tattoo. And party. Ohio State was lucky Maryland didn't put that game away early and let him hang around, right? <laughs> yes, very much so. And, and the way the way Day was throwing, knowing that the spread was like 19 and a half, he knows the spread to keep Ohio State fans happy. And they covered. He's a smart guy. On the DraftKings Sportsbook app, big board, they covered. Yeah, don't sleep on me, man. That's not a bad football team. How good Maryland. is Marvin Harrison Jr.? Milo, can you imagine him with a great quarterback? He is... In my estimation, and I've been doing the draft coverage since 2004, he's the best wide receiving prospect since Calvin Johnson. I agree. I, you know, and he has and, more, and, and more it might not even be Calvin. close. Like he's there, he will be the number one overall player on my draft board at the end of the year. I can say that already. Doesn't mean he's going to go number one, but you're not going to find anybody with a higher grade than him. He's That's, he's phenomenal. Yeah. So draft wire, by the way, Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire. 
uh, 24-7 coverage of the Lions year-round, and the Draft Wire, uh, also the managing editor there. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, online. Yeah, it's like they said, hey, you know what, guys? Why don't we start throwing to Marvin Harrison Jr. in that game against Maryland, right? Because they can't cover him. They're, yeah, and and why not get the ball out a little quicker? Because Ohio State's offensive line is trash, and that's why Michigan's well. The quarterback's take care of taking a lot of heat, right? It, but get it to Myron Harrison Jr. Yeah, all the time. Throw to him every single time. I mean, they got other dudes too. Ebuka's pretty good too, and he's a guy that Lions fans might want to study Emeka Ebuka just a little bit because if they're looking first round wide receiver, they're going to be picking thirty two. Let's hope so. Which means they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So right now, I, I looked at it last night. They were slated to pick twenty eighth. Mm. That's well, without close. playoff. That's that's gonna. So as somebody who does the Lions and the draft, is that the lowest they've ever that, picked? That, that's a very weird thing for me. Is that the lowest projected pick ever for the Lions? It's, it's pretty close. They, when they got so uh, Barry, when, when they took uh, what was his name? Uh, the guard from Duke, Lakin Tomlinson. He was twenty-seven back in. He worked out pretty well with the Niners, right? Didn't they let him go or something like that? They did. Yeah. Um, he was actually he wasn't bad in Detroit either. Lions fans just hated him because he was a first-round guard. Um, he wanted to be in the same dude in San Francisco, and right. people out there liked him because they didn't have to pay for it as much. Right. <laughs> so uh, Jeff Risden, Lions Wire in studio on the huge show across Michigan, talking about uh, the Lions' forty-two twenty-four win over the Panthers yesterday. Lions four and one. I think the Lions Nation rooting for a Green Bay loss tonight, Monday night football against the Raiders. If you have a Lions comment or question, uh, you can join us. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE on a 21 Thousand. Rizzy will break down uh, the Lions' defense. Talk about Hutch and his athleticism. That that interception. Oh my gosh! I, let's relive that. Uh, after we the will. Break. We'll talk about. It. And <laughs> and he's up there. With, it, what was the official thing I shared about the most interceptions from a DN? Right. Yeah, he's there. Yeah, he's there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, just the and Anzalone off the field. What he's going through. Uh, with so uh, the j- war in just Israel. a real quick thing, I had an interview scheduled with him tomorrow. He had to reschedule for, um, and I don't blame him. Um, with what's going, his parents are, are trapped in two of fifty three Americans right yeah. who are in Tel Aviv who are on a they were on a tour. Tour. they were touring with a church group, and uh, unfortunately, they're caught in the in the crossfire. And he reached out and tweeted the president of the United States and said, "Help my family and their friends get home." Yeah. So that kind of put everything in perspective. He, when you look he, he at played the a monster game yesterday, too. He really and, did. And he said it was on his mind, obviously, but still yeah. played. You know, yeah. that, that says something about his character. It reminds you that they're, they're humans, well, not just more, football it's, players. It's bigger than football. Yeah, as absolutely. I said when I you know, tweeted out the story, bigger than football, and you got the war that's broke out now in the Middle East. So we'll touch on a lot connected to the Lions, the rest of the NFL. Like I said, if you want to join in on the Mercantile Bank listener line, one 866 838-4843. That's one 838 huge From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. And now to the chopper for our traffic report. 
There's a lot of traffic. It must be headed to Meyer for the buy five, save five dollars sale. Shop Deli Fresher Carving Board Lunch Meat, General Mills Family Size Cereal, and Pepperidge Farm Goldfish. All buy five, save five dollars. Mix or match at Meyer. <laughs> okay. Deals so good, you've just got to talk about them. Meyer exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Ladies, let's go see some men. The show, Friday, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Come meet the men of your wicked dreams for an affordable night of laughs. And maybe some mischief. Oh my. The boys are backing down. Tickets for 18 plus, just $25. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Sexy costume, hot dance moves. Your sensational night of fun returns. Hunks, the show, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Oh my. Bill Simonson here for my good friend, Josh Garvey. He is a managing partner at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together. And did you know Bean Garter can help your business with outsourcing your payroll and other business needs? That can help ease tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. Just go to BeanGarter.com to find out more how they can help your payroll system and make your workplace that much smoother. Go to BeanGarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And they can help you with all your payroll needs. Like I mentioned, tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. All your payroll needs can be handled by the team at BeanGarter. Find out more at BeanGarter.com. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the Huge Show, hour number two on a Moneyline Monday. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Superfly, his buddy Hammer and Hank and Keith the Magic Man are going to be part of the Huge Rivalry Cup coming up on Monday. Now we have two shotguns, one at 8 a.m. at the North Kent Golf Club in Rockford, 12 noon at the Alpine Golf Club that Nick Lipinski and the family uh, just purchased and they'll take over officially uh, here at the end of the golf season. So you have a chance to win a two threesome and lunch. Uh, You'll have to buy your own beverages. That's it. Uh, And if you're 21 and up, get your two-person team in with the handicaps for both of you individually. A lot of people are saying like a, a number together. Well, then we'll just split it. And I don't want to hear you guys argue. 
Because when I start putting together these things, my first thought before I do it, oh, this is going to be awesome. Alpine Golf Club in Grand Rapids on the northwest side, the North Kent Golf Club in Rockford, and then I'm the one having to kind of organize it. So phone's been up against the wall at least 37 times in the last three days. But if you want to get in on the drawing, which we're going to do tonight, tomorrow, for a free twosome, just go to at Huge Show on Twitter. You'll see the pin tweet. The Huge Show on Facebook. You'll see the pin post. And give me your name, uh, your golf partner's name, each of your handicaps. Do you want to be on the Michigan or Michigan State side? Because what's happening, we're doing a shotgun with 18 holes. Two-person teams from Michigan and Michigan State will hook up and play each other in three nine-hole matches. Scramble, best ball, and alternate shot. And then there'll be lunch after the 18 served up by Eric Schwab, Nick Lipinski, and the crew, they're excited to have both golf courses. And it's our way of kind of celebrating the rivalry. It really is cool. You wear your Michigan or Michigan State colors. Uh, I'll be doing FaceTimes with Michigan State gear on with all the Michigan State fans at both events. So I'll be FaceTiming you. Won't be official relationship, but I'll just be FaceTiming you fully clothed. That will be... Coming up on Monday. Uh, Fully clothed is yeah. an important yeah, stipulation I gotta, there. I got to state that at, at both the Alpine Golf Club and North Kent Golf Club. Don't worry. That's it. I, w- I will do that. I'll FaceTime the Michigan fans too, Superfly. You think I'm, you think I'm sliding Michigan State? No, I'm, I'm going to I'll <laughs> FaceTime everybody. But I only FaceTime fully clothed. That's my motto. So that'll be a great day. Uh, get your twosome in now. Go to at Huge Show, the pin tweet, uh, the Huge Show on Facebook, the pin post, and Superfly will be there. I'll be there. I'm going to be playing at North Kent because I play at eight. It takes about five hours with the three nine hole matches. Then I'll do my show statewide. And also, Nick Lipinski and the crew, they have the Arrowhead Golf Course in Cairo, which is over in the thumb. And Nick and his family have become a big part of the West Michigan community. He's also involved in the Grand Rapids Gold. Uh, we'll have some giveaways from the Gold. Also, the Wings Top Farm affiliate, the Grand Rapids Griffins. Bob Kayser, the voice of the Griffins, in studio on Thursday. The Kayser is back at 4 p.m. Hockey begins for the Wings on Thursday, followed by their Top Farm affiliate, loaded with talent here on the west side of the state. So, thank you. Uh, to the North Kent Golf Club in Rockford, the Alpine Golf Club on the northwest side of GR. And I'm going to randomly draw. What do we have? Uh, is it 72? Is that right? I think so. 72. Or yes. That's what you told me. Yeah, 72 golfers. Thank you. I'm trying to do the math. We have 18 holes, four golfers a hole, right? 72 golfers. That math checks out. Thank you. Uh, you're, you're a math whiz. That's why Lane is getting a D1 scholarship because or D2. <laughs> Or D3, whatever he wants. Where's your son going to school at now? Good question. He has we, options. Yeah, we did an official visit, and he picked up an offer on Friday. So Where at? Uh, Case Western Reserve in Cleveland. Ke- uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Is that is that D2? D3. D3? Um, they're in the Nerd League. Um, with, uh, it's called Nerd? Uh, well, they're not technically the Nerd League, but it's, it's oh. very high academic. He's, he's smarter than... Well, what's in the, well, who's in the Nerd League? Um... Carnegie Mellon, uh, University of Chicago, oh my God. Washington University in St. Louis, where he also has an offer. Uh, he's, he's really That's re- one of those student sections at Chance. We're going to be your boss one day. We're going to be your boss one day. Uh, yeah, they, they do do that. It's, uh, so he's going fun. through the process of 
He has D2 offers. Yes. But now, believe it or not, he's an athlete that's looking that academics may be more important than the basketball. He and they that's who they get in that in that D three conference like that. Uh, not not that you don't get that around here too, but uh, that's you know he realized about midway through his sophomore year. You know what, Dad? I can get to I can get to college where I want to go from basketball, and but I'm there for college as much as I'm there for basketball, and that's that's a good good way of looking at that's it. That's called growing up. It, it really is. Yeah, uh, and it, it's fun. You know, a lot of his friends are making commitments now around. To different places, it's it's really neat to see all these kids that I've seen since they were in third, fourth grade, all going going on to play at the next going, level. Yeah, D one, D two, D three, run the gamut, man. It's really cool to see that, and I know a lot of the parents. Uh, it's it's such a, a prideful time for for all that going on. All and, the hard uh, work when you're driving them around to those you know youth tournaments, or when you're just there through the good and bad for them. It's it's the greatest joy. For a parent, it has nothing to do about winning and losing. It really does. No, it doesn't. It has to do that you've watched your son or daughter grow as a person. Absolutely, and I will. I will miss my my son's a senior this year at Zealand East. I will desperately miss the six hour car rides to tournaments every weekend. And it was great bonding, wasn't it? Oh, it was awesome. It was. Uh, I, I I say everything when it's, it, my kids were playing when Ava was playing high level club soccer. She's playing now at Aquinas when she was twelve. 11, 12, the, the drives to Greensboro, North Carolina, when it's just me and her in the car are still the I best just, memories outside of the day they were born, the best memories. And you don't get that in football. Football is more... Yeah, football is a little you, different. You develop as an individual more that, you know, it's the football season, it's the workouts, it's all that. The parents aren't, because there's not travel. Right, there's there some travel football, but not a lot. Yeah, not a lot of it. And, like, basketball, my, my daughter plays both basketball and volleyball. We And she's a freshman at? She's a freshman at Zealand East. She's um, awesome. Is she on the varsity volleyball team yet? She is not. Um, okay, well, we're going to change that she, right yeah, now. She's cleaning up on JV. Uh, they actually want to turn around. I, I went by... Um, your place this weekend. We, we played out in Lowell. Uh, by the way, I got to say something. For, for Lowell High School, they hosted a JV tournament. Eight teams there on Saturday. All eight had very respectable programs. Like the parents didn't have one weird parent interaction. P- parents weren't yelling. The officiating was really good. And they had a couple of gyms too there to play in, right? Didn't they yeah. both, right? Yeah. The big one and the little one. Yeah. Right? Uh, we, we wound up playing playing all in the, in the big gym, but it was. It was a great run tournament, so I got to give a tip of the hat to, to Lowell. Well, Lowell's done a great job. They added that nice soccer and lacrosse field right out in it's front beautiful. of the school. I, I had never been out there before. That was that was very yeah, nice. That soccer nice stadium was, yeah. uh, and I think Lowell and Byron Center have yeah. two of the best soccer stadiums that are really soccer and slash. I think lacrosse might play there as well. Throw so. a quick throw a quick bone to, to our friend Mark Ewell too. The the officiating that I've seen in volleyball and football this year, it's getting better. It really is. Football's been good, yeah. Football, I mean, uh, they're, they're, you're obviously going to have complaints, but they're human, and I think that they're, they're they're doing a pretty darn good job out there. I will say from all the high school sports and my kids that, that the soccer officiating has been absolutely Angel Hernandez-like in Major League <laughs> Baseball. That I'm, I'm telling because the, the sport here's here's soccer's problem, and I've told this to Mark Ewell, the executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association. It's the only sport where behind the play, the officials are following the ball, right? right? Yeah. So there's nobody from behind who can see, and that's where there are cheap shots, a lot of injuries, 
lot of you know fouls not called. And I've always said you get a, a, a you get the two refs on each side, and you get the referee in the middle. That one of those guys should always stay back to watch the backside, and his flag can go up. But there's a cheap shot, right? Yeah, that's it for soccer. But they, you know, high school sports. It, and I, you know, Grand Rapids Catholic Central Force Hills Eastern had a big game, and we were in it at halftime. Then Catholic just everything unraveled for us, and they took advantage of it. And they're a great program, and you know, a holding call, which I again I watched a film. It was close, and they yeah. called it, and uh, so be it. But you know, it's still a four quarter game. It really is, and you have to learn. You know, I know we've talked about the Lions, and this is what I feel about them right now, through the good and bad over the last three years, and especially the eight and two finish last year. They've learned how to close out games and finish. They've learned about four-quarter football. They have. They, they're, the third quarter hasn't been so good the last couple weeks, but the, they scored 14 points in the other three quarter, each of the other three well, quarters Well, even they yesterday. came out flat against Seattle, if you remember, in they the did. third quarter, right? They, they, and that's something where Dan Campbell can... T- is, there, is there a problem there that you see? I, I just wonder if, if when they're taking a lead into the halftime, if they deliberately slow down the offense a little bit. It almost seems like they're they're going a little bit of a slower pace. You know, they're snapping the ball with two or three left on the on the play clock instead of, you know, 10 or 12. And as a defense, you can sort of get into a rhythm with that. That that by the way was a massive criticism of mine when Jim Bob Cooter was the offensive coordinator for the Lions and uh, my friend Brett and I actually timed it. They snapped the ball with 4 seconds left. 39 plays in a row. You don't think the defense is going to clue in on that? You, you, you don't have those problems with well, this Jim Bob team. Cooter, the guy that ended up in somebody else's uh, bedroom or climbed in their house? Or, uh, or was, was he, he the guy through Wendy's? I was just going to say, was he the guy who went through the Wendy's? He, no, no he, he wound up in somebody else's house. house when yeah. he was with Indy, right? Yes. Or came yeah. home and thought it was his house? Yeah. Yeah, uh, we that happen. We, it happens, man. It does. Where? Where does it happen? <laughs> Apparently, in, yeah. But in the where, land of Jim but where does it happen when your uh, NFL assistant coaches are driving? At some point, if you're naked going through a fast food drive-through, I don't know what the reason is. I there's not a lot of good reasons for that. <laughs> and they to still happen. kept their jobs. Yeah, he did. I mean, that is like uh, that's uh, that, we're, we're beyond those days. We are because you know now with the Lions. What what is incredible, Rizzi, is that we're watching this team, and outside, like I said, slow starts third quarter. Uh, I, I said at halftime last night uh, or yesterday afternoon, the, the tweet was, "I have nothing to complain about." How many times have I ever said that at Huge Show on Twitter or the Huge Show that's, on Facebook about anything? That's incredibly out of character for I, you, I, my friend. Thank you, thank you, Rizzi. I'm like, I have nothing to complain about. I'll talk to you guys later. They're like, how come you didn't do a post-game Facebook Live? I did one before. I go, because there's really nothing to complain about at the end. There's I mean, nothing to not really celebrate. It was Carolina, winless team. I get that. So we're moving on. I'll... You know, we'll do one maybe next week after the game at Tampa Bay. That's going to be a fun game. That's 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 got some serious playoff implications to it because these are right now. It sure looks like I know it's early. The Buccaneers look like the best team in the NFC South, and I, I don't think there's any question the Lions are the best team in the NFC North. Uh, and you talked about it in the, in the last segment. You, know, you got Philadelphia and you got San Francisco. You just watch Dallas get stomped by. By San Francisco. Dak Prescott gets exposed in big games. 
he did not have a good – Again, wasn't quality a good defensive yeah. units, he gets exposed. He does. I think some of that's on his coach, too. Mike McCarthy, I don't think, adapts well to good defenses. And that was that was, that was the case when he was but in they've Green been Bay, averaging, too. You know, some will say, well, hey, uh, McCarthy shouldn't be calling plays. I'm like, they were averaging over 30 a game coming in. The other thing you saw from them last night was when San Francisco shut down Micah Parsons and they shut him down, their defense didn't have anything. They did not have an answer for well, that. They don't have Diggs, which was a huge loss. Let's remember, yeah. he he could take a receiver out of the game he in could. the second there. He could, and that's that that's showing. Um, so that's that's your blueprint for beating Dallas when we play them. Was the day after Christmas, day before Christmas? One of, the Lions play there late in the year, and that game is looking a little bit better now. You look at the upcoming game against the Baltimore Ravens. They got beat yesterday. They got beat because their their Harbaugh made a. Um, inexcusable coaching gaffe at the end of the first half, giving Pittsburgh points. Uh, they, they lost the game because of John Harbaugh. Like that, you're feeling a little bit better about that. You know, that's a, that's a Baltimore team that has been shaky. Their, their wide receiving core, as much as the time as they try to put into it, they dropped four or five yesterday. I think, I think five. Uh, they still don't have any size in the red zone. They're like, there's, they're not somebody that Lions fans should fear. And I think there was, you know the sense of trepidation going into the season. Oh, yeah, we got to we gotta play. Don't worry about that. like they need to worry about us. And I think that that's the message that's starting to get out there nationally. Is like these lions. Okay, you know what? Kansas City was great, but I think I think the way that they've handled things and, and the fact that their losses to Seattle and Seattle is playing very good football right now. Uh, and that's a team that you don't necessarily want to see in Ford Field in, in the first playoff game. You'd rather have Dallas, I think, but. Like they're 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 doing it against obviously obviously uh, you know Carolina isn't very good but they're beating quality teams of the teams that are you know at the upper echelon of the league they've played the hardest schedule and they're still there and by the way uh, speaking of uh, hard and tough uh, Tampa Bay's allowed only sixty eight points this year tied for the lowest in the NFC with the Niners so that's going to be a that's going to be a war. Can they run the football? Can they set up the play action? They be in the Lions on Sunday in Tampa. That will be a late game on Fox at 425, 3-1 Tampa. I, I did see Baker Mayfield on the sidelines at the Oklahoma-Texas game when the Sooners scored late to end it. He but was not going to miss Their that. defense is still legit oh, uh, yeah. in Tampa. Yeah, that, that, that's a well-coached football team down there. And uh, I, I believe we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Baker Mayfield, when things are going well, is not the quarterback you want. When Baker Mayfield has something to prove, that's the guy you want. And he's still in I've-got-to-prove-it mode, and I think he's doing a very good job with that. And that's that's worrisome. The fact that they're coming off of a bye next week is also worrisome. Not that we're looking too far ahead, but it's going to be a fun game. Um, we should get the uh, the top uh, broadcast crew, too. No more Chris Myers. Yeah, yeah, he's always a treat on TV. By the way, the lowest amount allowed through four games because they had the bye would be Cleveland, right? Yeah, and they're two and two. And, yeah, two uh, and two. And I was in Cleveland over the weekend, and they're ready to fire everybody. Are they really? Yeah. So they've only given it's up bad. sixty points in four games. Yeah, and uh, they're two and two. Th- there's a lot of enmity that's still around because of the whole Deshaun Watson situation. And well, they banked they they banked their future on Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and he wasn't good. Um, played one good game this year out of four, and uh, now he's injured. So. Not good. Uh, yeah, my, my hometown fans, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm from the Cleveland area, and uh, hometown is not looking so good at their football team right now. It's, it's fun to watch that from afar, 
because um, as you know, I did cover them for for several years. Um, it's it's nice to be out of that and focusing on a winner in Detroit. And the fact that I can say that and people aren't going to laugh at me is pretty dang awesome. And one note about the Browns and the uh, AFC North, uh, you know, eight, nine, nine and eight might end up winning that division. Even though the Bengals did look good yesterday, Buffalo loses out uh, of Jacksonville. Jacksonville riding the ship. Indy's three and two. Uh, look what Houston is doing right now at uh, two and three. C.J. Stroud looks like the best rookie quarterback. He looks good. Yeah, he we'll, looks good. We'll get to a lot. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow both on Twitter, Facebook, online. Joining us in studio on a Moneyline Monday. If you have a Lions or NFL question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at one 838 4843 That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Everything huge, 24-7 at net. No one cares what you've been through. No one cares about your hopes, your dreams, your desire to make a difference in this world. Guess what? That isn't true. Law enforcement cares. That's why people join the force. Maybe they came from a world where those things are true. Maybe they didn't. But here's something they have in common. They do care. Maybe you should consider being around people who truly care about you. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org and start the conversation. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's pumpkin coin toss, and you can carve out wicked premium play prizes up to three grand. There are drawings every Friday in October from 5 to 11 p.m., and two lucky guests every hour toss to win up to $3,000 premium play. Be there for pumpkin coin toss, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on a Moneyline Monday, wrapping up our number two. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. If you want to get in on the huge rivalry cup, two-person teams, MSU fans versus Michigan fans, that will happen at the Alpine Golf Club, North Kent Golf Club in Rockford coming up on Monday. Uh, you can get your team in for a shot at winning that free twosome. Go to at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and get your team in today. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. 
It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And the NFL season is stronger than ever before. And right now, new customers can bet $5 on any game this week and score $200 instantly in bonus bets. All you have to do is use code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It's our number three on a Moneyline Monday. 19 radio stations strong all across this great state. Courtesy of the Michigan Sports Network. Thank you, Marty Boer. Hey, Bobo, I got a picnic basket full of radio stations. Uh, Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire and Draft Wire. You can follow him and them on Facebook, on Twitter, online. One of our Lions NFL insiders in studio. We have talked about the Lions 42-24 win over the Panthers. Box score doesn't do it justice. That was a total beatdown. Lions have Tampa on Sunday looking to go and score another huge road victory. Can you, like, I touched on a little bit in hour number one, Rizzy. And if you're listening and have a Lions NFL question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. But if they're sitting there, at 5-1 and one after Sunday, and they've won at KC, at Tampa, and at Green Bay. I mean, how how strong of a statement is that? I, I don't even know how to react to that because it seems like that's not something that could be real, but it is. And I think that's, that's, the, that, that's a great litmus test is going on the road. Tampa Bay is better than I think most people expected them to be. They certainly are better than I thought they'd be. I thought they'd compete for the... NFC South title, but I thought that was, you know, you talked about the AFC. I thought the NFC South was a division that could be won by nine games this year. You know, nine and eight would get get it for you. They look better than that. So if you can go in there and win that game with them coming off of a bye, with the injuries that the Lions have had to deal with this early, that's that's making a real statement that this team is here to stay. Uh, that they're not just you know gonna they're not gonna be one of those teams like Pittsburgh was a couple of years ago when they went out to be ten and zero. Um, and I think those Steelers wound up 11-5 and five and lost in the first round of the playoffs. I believe that was the, the, the COVID year. Like that, I don't see that coming with this Lions team. They're solid. And the, the fact that they can win with offense yesterday, six touchdown drives. Uh, the fact that they can win with defense, that as they've done a couple of games this year, notably Kansas City. They can they can create turnovers. They can get stops on third down. They can keep you from getting into to second and short, third and short, where you can take shots. You're always working behind the sticks. Special teams haven't seen them had to kick much yet, but the coverage units have been phenomenal. And Jack Fox, by the way, unsung hero yesterday, two punts, 
Those two punts made the Buccaneers start. I'm sorry, the uh, the Panthers start at their own 11 and their own 16. That's pinning them deep. That's making them go a long way. It's flipping the field. They got everything going right now, and the way that they are coached, and the way that this team has a like, it, they take after Jared Goff. Jared Goff's not a guy who's going to get ruffled. He's a guy that's not going to. You're not going to hear his angry voice very often. He's kind of that California cool, but it plays well with the rest of the team that they don't get. Like, they 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 make mistakes as as all teams do. They're not going to let that eat at them. They're not going to let that bother them. They're going to move past it and move on. I think I think Goff has been very good at that, and I think he's a good influence on his team for doing that too. Yeah, Fox. By the way, two punts averaged forty-four yards, and not just punts that went over someone's head, but position punts, which I think almost should be a different stat. You know, you got your it is. average. Oh but, yeah, it is. But, and then those advanced analytics. But when you yeah. see the normal yeah. box scores and Laporta, uh, the guy looks open every single time. And so, interestingly, that was one of the wrinkles that they did. Playing without Amon Ross St. Brown yesterday, we all wanted to know, how are they going to cover no for No Brown, no Gibbs, no Brand. Yeah. And they went out, and instead of loading up on the wide receivers, uh, Marvin Jones actually played the most of any of the wide receivers he played, I believe it was... And didn't look bad. First time this year, he he, he looked like he could contribute. He's, he's, he blocked well, and he did, he did make a couple nice plays. Um, it was nice to see. He has lost his wheels, though, and that's frustrating. But they did a lot more with Sam Laporta, and they brought Brock Wright in as a second tight end, and they ran a lot more 12 personnel. Saw Daryl Daniels, their number three tight end. Remember Jason Cabinda, their fullback. He's out. He's going to be gone for a while. Uh, he's on injury reserve. I don't know if he'll be back. I'm not really worried about it either because the Lions offense has been better without him on the field than when he's on the field for the last two years. Uh, I hate to say that about Cabinda because he's a fantastic dude, but... He wasn't really helping the team win. Uh, they they use double tight ends, and they use Laporta as a primary receiver. They flexed him out. They moved him in motion some. He was their chess piece yesterday. And against a, I will I will give the Panthers defensive. Their defensive backfield isn't bad. And, and when Brian Burns and Derek Brown are working up front, they, they, they got a solid defense. Frankie Louvu in the middle of that defense, best defensive player you've not heard of. That guy's really good. I thought they did a very good job of neutralizing the the impact players on the team. Brian Burns got one sack on Taylor Decker, who's playing at maybe 80%. Decker otherwise than that handled him. Panay Sewell pitched a shutout. He's allowed pressure in exactly one game this year. Playing left tackle, playing right tackle, he's played every snap. Gave up two pressures in Seattle. That's that's it. Fourth shutout in fifth game yesterday. That That's... that's that's erasing one part of the field. That's the pressure, by the way, that's in Jared Goff's face. If you know anything about Jared Goff, he he doesn't worry as much about the backside. He worries about what he can see. The different quarterbacks feel differently about that. Matthew Stafford loved to see the pressure. He worried about what was going on behind him. That was one of the reasons why they, they did such a, a, a concerted effort to build up the left side of the line and, and played tight ends over there a lot and would have a running back to his left to help pick that thing up. Goff doesn't like seeing the pressure come at him. So having Panay Sewell as his right tackle, that's <laughs> that's unbelievably fortuitous for him. It's it's great. Lions at Tampa on Sunday, 425, the feature game on Fox. Then they're at Baltimore. Then they get Vegas on Monday night, October 30th. Then the bye week. Then at the Chargers. So you look at three of the next four on the road, really will define if they're going to be a contender for home field advantage in the NFC. And just looking at those games, they're 
They're they're favored right now in Tampa. I believe they're favored by a field goal. They should be favored against the Raiders, or, no matter what happens with yeah, the Raiders. Yeah, maybe a, you know, getting two points. Baltimore, uh, Baltimore's going to be close. We'll see what happens with Baltimore because they right. that's not a good football team right now. They're 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 okay, but they're not to Detroit's level. Uh, they're, they're not in first place in their own division, and I think that <laughs> again they've had some weird coaching decisions. And they're their wide receiving core doesn't match up with anybody. <laughs> that's, I think that's Lamar Jackson is not a pocket passer. He's just not, and he's never been. And his legs, you know, I really make the parallels to Michael Vick that once Vick stopped running, he became an average quarterback. It certainly slowed down those Falcons yes. teams. It absolutely it, did. And I'm and I just looking at Lamar. That's why, and maybe that was the hesitation with Baltimore, and then they were forced to give him the deal. And I'm looking at the Lions at New Orleans still. At Chicago, they got the Bears twice, home and away, November 19th and also December 10th in the Bears. Boy, you talk about a game nobody saw anywhere. They just demolished. I did did not see one snap of that game. I I watched it. They just (laughs) demolished the Commanders. Even Magic Johnson now, one of the co-owners, embarrassed. Maybe they just thought they were going to show up and... You know, you look at Fields and whatever they did to wake up that team, and maybe it's just flat out embarrassment. He's thrown what eight touchdowns in the last two games. Yeah, I, uh, that's uh, I, I know I went but up. But I think it's Denver and Washington, right? Oh, that, that's that's certainly necessary. How about the Broncos? Are they I, Sean Payton? The way he's taken on players, the media. Uh, gosh, he. So I did watch the end of that game, and the the mistake that Russell Wilson made in that, and, and it was it was awful. It was it was a bad of a play as you'll ever see Russell Wilson make. The way that Sean Payton berated him like a like a, a a child coming off the field, that's that's not a marriage that looks like it's going to last very long. No, Wilson's done, and and Denver may be in that point now, or, or at that point where you know you get a race for what should be a really good. I know you have the draft wire along with the Lions wire, Jeff, but the college. QB draft class this year. It's looking Should, pretty good. Yeah, looking phenomenal. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb Williams, draft, which, by the way, May. is in Detroit, the draft in Detroit. Yeah, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Shadour Sanders. Uh, there, there's a lot of guys. That I don't are, know about Shadour because, you know, the one thing when teams figure you out, uh, you know, at, he's, at, he's got to make that next step. Yeah, that D1 and NFL level is okay, you can splash, but when opposing coaches have time to figure you out, yeah, he's he's cooled a little bit, but even like Sam Hartman out at Notre Dame, that guy's guy's playing pretty well. Florida, he didn't, he didn't play State's that getting, great against Louisville in that loss. He did not. Um, and how about Jeff Brown leaving Purdue and going to Louisville? And so they, they got a wide receiver down there that Lions fans should probably check out too. <laughs> well, and the North Carolina quarterback is a Drake May. Drake May, yeah, Drake May. He looks awesome. He's he is very good. He is Caleb Williams. Looks. You know, he has a little Mahomes in him, right? The USC quarterback, and they were so lucky. I, how Jed Fish, the former Michigan assistant, didn't go for two in the win. Why Why do you keep playing for what's going to be two-point conversions at USC? You had a shot to beat the number 9 team in America, and you didn't do it. It was right there. And USC's defense is so rotten. That's why they're not going to win the national championship. Williams yeah. is fun to watch. I yeah, there's there a lot of little Mahomes in them. There's some there's some technical things. I actually wrote about it over the summer. Go to DraftWire and look up uh, room to improve Caleb Williams. I highlighted a couple things that worry me about him going into the NFL, but he's he's really talented. There's a lot to like about him.
Um, what, what about Michael Penix Jr. Michael Penix at Washington? Jr., Bo Nix at uh, at Yeah, look Oregon. at Pac-12, and they couldn't get a TV deal with all those quarterbacks. Exactly. Their conference imploded <laughs> because of leadership, right? Now they'll be well, look at all the Look at all the superstar. It's entertaining to watch those late-night games in the Pac-12 right now. It's the final year of it. You know what's crazy is that I, I – I wouldn't argue it in the state of Michigan, but I would argue that Washington is one of the two best teams in the country. They're, I don't know if they have the defense. They've got. I, I don't they, know if they have the defense. They're coming along. It's with better that. than USC. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I need to see them play a qual. And it's not like you when they play USC. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How do they do against them? Yeah, I watched them play Michigan State. That was not. That wasn't competitive. The wide receivers are when healthy. They oh, may have five guys. Dunsey McMillan. Those those guys are great. Um, I did actually did a mock draft at Lions Wire this past weekend, and I had uh, Romo Dunsey as the the Lions first round pick, wide receiver from Washington. Really. Where, where good. do you have the Pac-12 quarterbacks going? Where'd you uh, have Penix Jr. Williams. I, Williams is going to go Knicks. one or two. Uh, I think Penix goes in the late first. He, uh, he, well, I think he, that Cam Ward at Washington State, too, even though they got beat by UCLA. He's interesting. Because he's so fast. He's very fast, and he, he is what a lot of people want Malik Willis to be, and that he's he's got the rocket he's arm. He's undersized, though. He can, yeah, he's undersized. He's not had the greatest level of competition. Plays okay. Um UCLA did did some things to him that that rattled but uh, we can talk about draft all day. Let, no, we, I like I like the Pac-12 quarterback. Yeah, so that, that's it's good. I, I think Penix because and you got the Dante Moore kid out of Detroit for UCLA. No, he's he's off to a decent start, yeah. isn't he? I mean, he's young, <laughs> so they got some talent on that team too. Yeah, Penix because he's old and injury prone. He's he's had. I think it's four season-ending injuries he's in his played, six college it, seasons. No, no, it's twelve college seasons. It's been <laughs> seems like he's been playing those? for a decade, doesn't he? It, it really does. It was like uh, when Adrian Martinez was at Nebraska. Like, how long was he there? Ten years. I think Ferris had a couple of guys because of the COVID redshirt years. Went seven years. You could do that. Um, this you literally could have a child that could be in second or second grade. Yeah. I mean, seven years, but hey, the rules are the rules. And the one good thing when the Pac-12 comes, half of it, the big boys come to the Big Ten next year, the new schedule was released last week. A lot of those quarterbacks are gone. So that's going to be good oh, yeah. for the, the Big Ten fans, including Michigan and Michigan State. You can follow the draft, by the way, DraftWire, the DraftWire, on Facebook and Twitter. Jeff Risden, managing editor there. The Lions Wire, also follow them on Facebook uh, and on Twitter, uh, NFC North. Gosh, if the Lions don't win this thing by four games, I'd be stunned. I would, have the Bears I'd, turned I'd be it disappointed, around? quite have frankly. Have the Bears turned it around where they could be a factor moving forward? No, and I think because we, we just talked about it, their schedule, that they, who they've beaten and who they've played competitively against, like they've, they've lost to Denver. I mean, yes, I think I do think that their offense is awakening to what Justin Fields can do better. And Fields has played very well. Their offensive line has done better in front of him. Their defense still doesn't get any pressure at all. They're they're not as far as what I thought they would be to this point. I, th- I think they're a team that wins. They're going to win a couple more games um, just because Fields is going to give problems to teams. They figured out how DJ Moore. They've had they've moved him around a little bit more in the last couple weeks. If they've they've done some things that that are setting him up for better success. Yeah, they're 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 not going to win more than three or four games. The big question is: is are they going to be the last place team, or will it be Minnesota? 
The Vikings. And they play the Vikings and Bears play on Sunday. They do, and that's going to be that's going to be for a, a very high draft pick because um, Minnesota, man, they're it's just not working. Uh, they're and I, I saw it this morning. It, it came up in the in one of the chats that I'm in. Their fans are turning on T.J. Hawkinson already. They're like, good player, but why are we paying him all this money? Like, why do we? Why what do we, we say in Detroit? We, we could have had we could have had Sam Laporta with the pick that we traded away for him. That's that is going on in Vikings land right now. That tells you everything. Everything's coming up, Lions, man. It's it's fun. It's, it's, it's fun to be of. on this side of the hose. It's fun to be the the fireman instead of the dog. <laughs> Jeff Risden, uh, they call him the fireman at Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Yeah, looking at the Packers schedule, by the way. Uh, they got the Raiders tonight, Monday Night Football in Vegas, by week, then at Denver on October 22nd, Minnesota at home, Rams and Stafford at Lambeau on November 5th, at Pitt, uh, LA Chargers at home, at Detroit on Thanksgiving Day, KC. I'm just looking at how they close with the. So they're 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 Chiefs, e- Giants. They're easy part of the schedules right now. So Tampa, they could they could yeah. get hot and they could make that Thanksgiving game be a win. Like uh, that that could be very well. I'm not to sold on love. I'm not. I'm and not we'll either. But, but they're scared. They're scared. They can win every one of those games before Thanksgiving. They really I know, can. I know. That's weird. And, that, and that's discouraging. But that also that keeps the impetus on the Lions. Keep your foot on the gas. If you got a chance to step on their neck and and sever their head, do it. Take them out. In, what, what was Dan Campbell say? Take them out of the. That was uh, drag figuratively, them out, dra- not literally. Oh, right. You're just yes, saying, yes. 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 You know, foot on the gas. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. keep them going. I, yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah, I, yeah. I just i I think with the Lions right now with Campbell, and you know, knock on wood, an old John Gruden quote, but uh, they're not gonna. I think he 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 will not allow them not to stay focused where they're at right now, and they seem to like we mentioned last hour. They seem to be working on something where they're climbing towards. They're, they're, it's a hill they're running up, and they're looking to get to the top. Yeah. And then there's a lot of work to do, and he keeps preaching, staying hungry, and you did what you were supposed to was in the speech. It was. You know, yesterday you did what you are supposed to. I think he said that a couple times, repeated it. And that's something they didn't do last year in Carolina. And that, to me, shows a lot of growth. We've unfortunately become accustomed to wondering when the bad Dan Campbell game is going to be. It's happened, happened Carolina last year, Christmas Eve. That I was, think I'll, was, go, that I'll was go with the second right. half of the Seattle game. We didn't get the bad Dan Campbell game, but we got the bad Dan Campbell half. Yeah, that, that, that's fair. That's fair. I'll go there. I, I, I agree with that, but we haven't had like the collapse game. The, the What was that? We haven't... We had that what was that in the second half at home against Seattle? Yeah, yeah, you're right. We did. That was... Well, because, what was that going not, you know, Mr. Grit not going for the end zone, right? He made some poor decisions in that game and game management. But we haven't seen it since and I think that's that's encouraging. I, I, Maybe I, he learned something. Maybe they understand what they need to do and now the depth that was the headline of uh, when we started here about an hour and a half ago, Rizzi... That that depth that you can lose Gibbs Branch, St. Brown, Look, your best receiver. We haven't even talked about Emmanuel Mosley. He's he's gone for the season. Unfortunately, he tore his right ACL. Played exactly two plays in a Lions uniform, and we're not like we got to go get another cornerback. Like who who are we going to go get? We're gonna we get didn't Patrick talk Zuki. about because he he hasn't been part of the team. Like they're doing fine without him. Jerry Jacobs, three interceptions, two plays, in two and weeks. it was a blown out ACL. Yeah. 
After all that hard work coming back? Yeah. Um, so he blew out his ACL in week five last year on October 9th. Same ACL? Uh, different one. Blew out the left one last year against the Panthers. Goes back, plays Panthers on October 8th of this year. Last two plays, it blows out his right ACL. Uh, it sucks for him. It was a one-year, $6 million deal, so he got $3 million per play in Detroit. Uh, he he won't. That's be a pretty good number uh, to get three. Good work if you can get it, but nobody nobody begrudges the Lions for going ever because he was a very good player when he was healthy. They, Jacobs had another pick. Right? They were they were taking a gamble on him, and you know now now so you're what, what's the rotation when Branch uh, and and you hope he's going to be available. Yeah, so so they were repl- they replaced Branch almost exclusively with Will Harris yesterday. So Will Harris will go back to being a reserve. Uh, you saw Ifyatsu Malifunwu not play on defense yesterday. I think that's something that they liked. Uh, Kirby Joseph, thankfully, was able to play, even though he was questionable with his uh, it was a hip injury. They're 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 working back at it. You know, Jerry Jacobs and Cam Sutton are going to be your starting outside corners. Is there room? Cam for- Sutton quietly. We haven't talked, but he's been just workmanlike. He's one of those guys that you don't notice because he doesn't make flashy plays, but he doesn't give them up either. And that's something that. That's exactly what they wanted at that position after riding with Okuda and riding with Oruwarie at that spot. Those guys can play well at times, but you're you're always worried about that. I don't I don't get that from Lions fans. Nobody's really worried about Cam Sutton and what, what he's doing. And he's not making the big plays because he doesn't need to. Other guys are making the plays for him. That's 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 what this defense is designed to do, and they're doing a great job at it. Yeah, speaking of great jobs, uh, Hutchinson's athleticism. Oh. I mean, double teams chipping them. The interception, the ability to reach back. I, I was glad on the hit he didn't see coming on the interception. I that could have been a, blo- a broken. I was very worried about a hip injury or there. hip injury yeah. or knee injury. He got up, limped off a little bit, uh, came back. But you know Hutchinson is going down that JJ Watt, uh, TJ Watt path as a superstar. I think I saw yesterday that he was the first Lion to have an interception and a sack in the same game since Benny Blades. That's going way back to uh, the the late '80s. That's that's pre Wayne Fonts era, I believe. Pre Wayne Fonts. That, that has an era. That's <laughs> not an era that any of us. I think we really call it the Barry era. We don't really want to remember that time. It's yeah, like that the was... Lions have Eminem and uh, Chiefs have Taylor Swift. Uh, you know what? I'll... Have you seen how Kelsey's dressing lately since he's been dating Swift? So that he looked like a genie popping out of a bottle walking into Minnesota. There's yesterday. some interesting things going on there, and you know, as a fellow Clevelander, uh, I will just say that I don't see that in Cleveland very often. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, one note about Adrian Hutchinson: the Lions sent this out last night. I shared it at Hugh Show on Twitter, the Hugh Show on Facebook. The most interceptions by a defensive lineman through two years in NFL history. Adrian Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. Or Aiden, did I say yeah. Adrian? Aiden. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. And Adrian is his brother uh, down in uh, southeast Michigan. Uh, Adrian High, named after his brother. <laughs> For our listeners on 96.5 The Cave. So Hutch had uh, the most interceptions by a defensive lineman through two years in NFL And he's, play, he's got, what, 11 games to go? Yeah. <laughs> to, to it wasn't so much that? about, you know, interceptions, you can get a deflected ball. And Hutch, you know, the... Lime, you know, you get it bounces off a of lineman. Th- this one was like a that, that one yesterday. He was being blocked at turned, the start of that throw, and just hey, I got a ball, and he grabbed it and made a move. And he he turned from 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 defensive player to offensive player in a flash. 
That's the kind of stuff you can't you can't coach that. You can't teach that. He's just got to have that, and he's got that. You know, there were a lot of people that were worried that he wouldn't necessarily be an impact player at the NFL level, and to some degree, I shared that as well. I thought he would be good. I thought he would be like a Chris Long kind of guy, a guy who's going to get you get you ten sacks, maybe on a good year, get you like fourteen and a half, uh, be a really solid player, but not a guy that's going to you know grab headlines or anything. Aiden Hutchinson's grabbing national headlines with how well he's playing. He he leads the league in quarterback pressures after five weeks. Uh, he got helped by Michael Parsons getting blanked last night. He's got 35, and that, that's averaging seven quarterback pressures a game. You go back a couple of years, the Lions as a team weren't getting seven pressures as a team in 70 defensive snaps. It's, it's, it's unreal how good he's been. By the way, my friends and our longtime affiliate, 96.5 The Cave and Adrian, they have stated via Twitter that they referred to him as Adrian Hutchinson, not Aiden, in 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 the city of Adrian. I mean, it makes sense. It does. It, it, it ties in 96.5 The Cave, our uh, longtime affiliate. They do sports radio. They carry Adrian Maples football, Adrian Maples basketball. So a superstar in the making. It wasn't me. It, it I think I... <laughs> I think I set up something now. It's Adrian Hutchinson in Adrian only for our listeners on 96.5. If he was still in college, you could get an NIL deal working that that angle. I think he's doing pretty good financially right now. I think he's okay, yeah. Yeah, You're going to start seeing him get some national ads. Um, We just talked about Kelsey. Aiden Hutchinson. I almost almost said Adrian. You almost got me. Yeah, you almost said Adrian. I I really did. Aiden Aiden Hutchinson is going to start getting some national looks soon on the – I'm surprised he hasn't already. I, I am too. I think. I think maybe he doesn't want it though. Too. Well, maybe he's, he's a charismatic guy. He's pretty Kelsey's, good looking dude. Kelsey's on too much. I agree. And, and I, again, I he, like him, and I like his brother too. But and, there's and, a little bit of overkill going you know, on. There. And his brother, and his brother's popping up now in that Tide commercial, the pile, which is kind of a cool commercial. But I'm like his brother, the Kelsey's. Their podcast is number one in the world right now. Yeah, Mama Kelsey's getting. It's it about too. Uh, the Heights where they grew up in Cleveland area, yeah. right? Yeah. It's New Heights or whatever. Cleveland Heights. Uh, yeah, so they call it New Heights as their yeah, podcast. Yeah, they and do. Then, uh, but I'm, I'm more concerned because the first thing that happens and has happened to me and buddies, whether you were dating or you got married, is that woman helps you change the way you dress because she wants you to dress the way she sees you. And I looked at Kelsey walking into the Viking Stadium, and I'm like, he, he looked like Shaq and Shazam. <laughs> like he was he fresh had parachute out of a, pants on, I think. He looked like he was fresh out I of a black exploitation movie I haven't worn those parachute pants since back in the day at Electric Avenue when I was DJing. Can't oh, touch this. Man. Oh, man. There are some people. Parachute pants. Those were. those were the, the, the Zubas. It was a Zubas, too. Uh, no, I loved the I rocked the Zubas for a long time. So I, wait, had, I, I, had, I had my Lions of Zubas. I oh wore them all the time in college at Ohio University back in the early 90s. And yeah, people so, were like, why are you wearing those? I'm like, because they're awesome. It was like they were just hitting there in the late 80s, early 90s when I was DJing. And then the parachute pants, I remember I had a pair. But there there are certain body types, Jeffrey, that <laughs> skinny jeans and parachute pants just don't look good on. Yeah. There are. And you, you got to embrace that if you have one of those body types. You, you just have to. Yeah. There are skinny jeans look good on yeah. skinny people. Like leather pants. And, Dudes with big butts should not be wearing leather pants. One time I tried, oh, this is a true story. This is maybe 25, 30 years ago. 
maybe even longer than that, maybe even 35. I bought a pair of black leather pants and trying to get them on. Uh, <laughs> I think I could have got up Mount Everest quicker. <laughs> just, yeah, there's certain styles where you just, like parachute pants, I, I tried them one night. I wore them DJ and someone took a photo and it was like a Polaroid photo. It tells you how old the photo. I saw this and said, oh my God. That's me? <laughs> <laughs> Never again. With, with the members only jackets. Remember those? Oh yeah. That was, you're, you're on the back. How old are you now? I'm 51. Yeah, so you're about 10 years yeah. behind me on the, <laughs> on the styles. Which, uh, and then you look back and you wonder. Even, I, was, I was seeing some golf Ryder Cub highlights from just 20 years ago. And how the clothes, like the golf gear and everything has changed and what the fans were wearing. That's very different now. At sporting events, you get that where you see fans in the stands for the Giants in the early 90s. Yeah. Right? Or the Lions at oh, the yeah. Silverdome. The starter jackets. The, the, the starter, Zubas. Oh, the, Zubas. The, oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. You're right about the golf. Like, I used to go, um, when I lived in the Cleveland area, I used how to go. How baggy everything was in golf. Oh, Just yeah. the pros and... How how baggy it all! The Ryder Cup was showing like past Ryder Cups, and you're like going, "Oh my god!" That's very different. I used to go to the the Firestone, uh, the World Series of Golf thing, and and Akron every year. Great course, great course. Lot lot of trees on that course. Uh, Played played that course, and I think I hit a tree on every shot. Remember one tournament, Tiger? They're running out of daylight. Yeah, that happens quite a bit. So, and they they always screw that up because it's always the same weekend as the Pro Football Hall of Fame inauguration weekend and the Hall of Fame game. They're about twenty minutes apart, not even that far, and you can't get a hotel room anywhere near there. And traffic is awful because Ohio's right, always right under the, construction. Well, and, and turno, I mean, the course is right in the middle of the city. It is. So yeah. you're like, you yeah, know, I remember it, playing in a. Indoor, you can see it from Interstate seventy seven. Yeah, I remember playing inter, uh, the indoor futsal tournament. My kids went to Akron every year, and that's when I took Ace when he was like eleven. Took him to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which was cool. It's a great place. If you're a Lions fan, it's worth the trip. It is. It really is. There's no matter, a lot of cool stuff in there that's Detroit-related. Across yeah. the board, it's awesome. Uh, Jeff Risden, by the way, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, online, talking Lions in the NFL. We do have one final segment together coming up. If you have a Lions question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at one 838 4843 That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, top flight! DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and be sure to use the promo code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, H-U-G-E, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Detroit Lions entered Sunday at 3-1, and one, but being back in action at Ford Field after a long layoff after the Thursday night football victory against Green Bay. They welcomed in the Carolina Panthers, who were looking for their first victory of the season. The Lions took care of business, winning 42 to 24 in a game that was never in doubt. It's so many times in the past, the Lions have faltered in games like these. The games that they're supposed to win. The games that might have felt like, okay, a 17-10 sort of victory or maybe a massive letdown. But not this group. Three touchdowns rushing, three touchdowns passing, a defense that was plus two in the turnover battle. It was a complete team effort by a complete team. After the game, Jared Goff was asked, if it's not a running team and it's not a passing team, what kind of team is this? His response was a classic. A good team. 
Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's pumpkin coin toss, and you can carve out wicked premium play prizes up to three grand. There are drawings every Friday in October from 5 to 11 p.m. And two lucky guests every hour toss to win up to $3,000 premium play. Be there for Pumpkin Coin Toss, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for my good friends at Urban U. They are Michigan's number one med spa. They provide services to men and women in the greater Grand Rapids and Detroit metro areas. Also, their laser services are very important and essential for men and women as you age and no matter what you're doing during the summer, whether it's sports, whether it's just hanging out on the dock or on the beach. Laser can knock out signs of aging. Laser improves sun damage, wrinkles, and skin texture with little to no downtime. And also during the month of October, you can save $250 on laser by booking with Urban U. Go to theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan, a Moneyline Monday with Superfly Hayes. As our executive producer, Superfly, I think his buddy Trevor, brother-in-law Andy's not going to throw up the handicap we're trying to figure out. He got 142 on 18 at Cedar Chase, so what would the handicap be in the huge rivalry cup coming up on a week from today uh, at the North Kent Golf Club in Rockford and the Alpine Golf Club on the northwest side of GR, Nick Lipinski and the family. Uh, they bought North Kent a couple years ago. They've really changed everything about that course. It's such a positive direction. They're going to do the same with the Alpine Golf Club on the northwest side of GR. They have Arrowhead and Carroll. So we're doing two-person teams. Michigan, Michigan State fans will play each other. Shotgun uh, 18 foursomes at North Kent at 8 a.m. a week from today. At Alpine at noon, if you're 21 and up, uh, drop your two names, the two handicaps, what side you want to be on, and also do you favor the 8 a.m. shotgun at North Kent or the noon. We'll have some cool prizes from the Grand Rapids Gold and the Grand Rapids Griffins. Everybody across the state is eligible to join us. Three nine-hole Ryder Cup-like matches with best ball scramble and alternate shot. And lunches included. 
And nobody has to pay except for your own beverages. So thank you, Nick Lipinski, Eric Schwab, and everybody at the North Kent Golf Club in Rockford, the Alpine Golf Club on the northwest side of GR. And if you're in Carroll, in the Thumb, listening on 100.9 FM or Sports Extra 1330, check out Arrowhead if you're in that area. So drop your names. Uh, I'm going to draw the winners by probably Tuesday night at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire, also Draft Wire. Follow him on Facebook and Twitter at Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N. Uh, joining us, um, your latest story, the Lions Wire from this afternoon. Uh, Jared Goff thinks the Lions are becoming a mature team. I want to get your comments on that. And also, at what point do you take care of Goff and give him one of those mega new deals that most solid quarterbacks in his category have gotten or will get in the NFL? Yeah, you're going to see that. You're going to see a lot more talk about that coming up as long as he keeps playing well, and there's no indication that he's not going to keep playing well. You know, I, I think what he said and what he was saying was was speaking – he does a very good job of speaking for the team while framing it for himself. And I th- that's one of, the, one of the qualities that he does very well. Um, and, and the more that we've gotten to interview him, the more that we can see that. He's just he's happy with the fact that they're taking care of business, but they're not getting complacent about it. And we talked about it with, with Dan Campbell. He's reflecting his coach there. there. That was a game yesterday where they had – look – Christmas Eve last year, that loss to Carolina kept them out of the postseason. They didn't let that becoming an overriding thing. They didn't let it. They didn't use it as motivation, but they also weren't afraid of it. And I think that that's you know emotional maturity as a football team. We don't know what that's like in Detroit. Cause we've never had anybody last that long. Uh, the uh, I, I, I'm very impressed by how Jared Goff has coalesced the team around him. Because he's not, he's not a rah-rah guy. He's not an emotional leader type guy. He he is a guy who will who will do personalized attention and and lead sort of that way. But he's not a guy who's going to stand up in front of the team and, and you know stand up on his locker and, and give speeches. That that's not who he is. And I think that that having the team respond to that that that's. You know that's that's something that's important. The fact that they've overcome the injuries and the losses that they've had. C.J. Gardner Johnson was the the vocal leader on that defense. He's he's out now. The fact that they're not giving up anything. The fact that they're replacing him and doing like that's that's what Goff's talking about. He's they're doing right. it in house. The next man up. They're doing it with Mosley. Next yep. man up. Yep. They're not they're not panicking. They're not they're not going to be trading two first round picks for Pat Sertain. Um, as much as I'd love to have Pat Sertain in Detroit, that's not what this Lions team's going to do because they they as an organization they have the maturity to look back and say we're not going to give away these things for what might work. We got guys that have been here from June June 18th was when uh, minicamp started. Those guys, that's our team. We're good. I a lot of fans are going to bristle at that, but they believe that. All right, 60 seconds yeah. before we got to hit our next network TO. Will Golf get a new deal in season or after the year? So Golf is the guy who's going to let his agent handle all that. And I think that there's going to be talking coming up very soon. The, the bye week is a good time to get deals done. It t- tends to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen in this case, but he's looking you know, three years, $155 million, something in that range, a little over 50 to $53 million a year. That puts him on pace with like Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, uh, Ryan Tannehill. I think he's better than all those guys, but he's going to get that kind of money. Um, and if, 
the price tag only goes up. The Lions will want to get that done before other guys sign again. Because, again, the, it's an escalator thing. You don't have to be better than the guy. Uh, you just have to be the right time to get it. So the, the sooner they get that done, the cheaper it will be. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. You can follow him on Twitter. Follow Lions Wire, Draft Wire, Twitter, Facebook, online, at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N. Good stuff, my man. Great to have you in studio. And we'll uh, talk next week after the Lions road trip down to Tampa. We could be talking about a 5-1 and one football team. Mm. Sounds good. Going, going to Baltimore. After Tampa, man, keep the Road Warriors going. I think the Lions fans are going to take over Tampa. I don't know about Baltimore, but Tampa, I think we'll see a ton of them. Jeff, we'll talk next week. Sounds great. All right, Jeff Risden at Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N. And follow Lions Wire and Draft Wire on Facebook and on Twitter. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Merck Parks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking, and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Ladies, let's go see some men. The show, Friday, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Come meet the men of your wicked dreams for an affordable night of laughs. And maybe some mischief. Oh, my. The boys are back in town. Tickets for 18 plus, just $25. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Sexy costumes. Hot dance moves. Your sensational night of fun returns. Hunks, the show, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Oh, my. How would you like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Adorn Mayhew Firm? All you have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Final segment on a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Job well done as always. Speaking of DraftKings, make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you're a new customer, you do that and use code HUGE when you sign up. You can get in on the action tonight with the Packers and the Raiders in Monday Night Football. So after you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you use code HUGE to sign up. New customers then can bet five bucks on tonight's game, and you'll score $200 instantly in bonus bets. Also, if you're already a DraftKings customer, you know every game day in October, uh, you'll have sweet offers from DraftKings. So get in on the action tonight with the Packers and the Raiders. The game day greatness awaits you. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code HUGE when you sign up. 
New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code HUGE, only on the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. So if you missed any of our conversation with Jeff Risden from Lionswire, Draftwire, Ballas on Michigan's domination of Minnesota on Saturday night, I did see CBS Sports top 133. Michigan has replaced Georgia at number one. I mentioned that earlier on the show. Amazing football team that could win it all. So just search, by the way, if you missed anything, the huge show where you download podcast. Big. Bad. Huge.